Hello and welcome to Signals Going Steady, ULFM's home of whatever I've been listening to over the past few weeks. I'm your host, Colin McLeod, and since the show last went out, I've undertaken some fairly serious character development. I somehow managed to trick the committee into thinking I'd be a good station manager, meaning that this show has only me and my one consistent listener, who I won't name to save them the embarrassment to appease. Meaning if you were confused by my song selection before, prepare for the highest levels of self-serving crap. In the past few months, I've also realized that my music taste is a bit of a brick wall in terms of development, you know. I've been trying to keep up with new releases and trying to wire myself into the new music mainframe, but nothing's really exciting me so far, except this next track. Uh, released a few months back, the new Cloud Nothings album has thoroughly impressed me, and if you're like me, a hipster that refuses to admit that they're a hipster, I can't imagine a world where you couldn't get behind it. Here is Cloud Nothings with a masterclass in melodramatic indie, Nothing Without You, pre-recorded on ULFM. Another alone that I need to keep 
Of all the tracks I could have started out with, that is certainly one of them. <laughs> no, but seriously, if that interested you at all, I definitely encourage you to click off of my rambling nonsense and listen to the newest uh, Cloud Nothings record, because it seriously is just that tune, but consistent throughout the entire album, and it's honestly one of the best things I've listened to in a while. Um, anyways, my newly found limited brain capacity has also meant that I've been scared of change. I've been absolutely terrified of it. I've been re-listening to things more and more often, and something I stumbled upon from my days as a grumbling spotty teenager were McCluskey, a band out of Wales. They have one of the strangest stories I've ever heard in music. As far as I know, they only really released like one properly good album that only exists thanks to blind luck and the help of one man, Steve Albini. Uh, from what I know, Albini essentially just stumbled upon McCluskey playing live, and from there flew them over to Chicago to produce their first and only good album, and you have to be thankful to the Cosmos for having that shake out the way it did, because my god, the album is front-end bangers. Here is Alan is a Cowboy Killer by McCluskey, Big Steve Albini's pet project.
Speaking of the omnipotent demigod that is Steve Albini behind a mixing desk, this next track is a product of one of his more confusing but welcome collaborations. Um, if I hadn't already mentioned on the show, one of my flat out favourite bands ever is The Wedding Present. And if I had my way, the show would just be The Wedding Present Appreciation Station, but something tells me that my one loyal listener will quickly become zero loyal listeners, so I'll, I'll restrain myself. If you didn't know of them before, imagine like The Smiths, but faster. Uh, more talented and with a singer that isn't on my kill on sight list and essentially I have the wedding present described in the sentence which makes Steve Albini taking production duties on their album Sea Monsters even more confusing Um, if you know Albini's style it's a weird thing to try picture working with a band like the wedding present but again the cosmos produced something well and truly magnificent here is Corduroy by the wedding present Just to sign your hand. 
Alright, so coming off of that, we have another first for singles going steady. Uh, the first time I'm going to play a song more than once on the show. Um, you might remember a few episodes back, I played a band out of Japan called Odd Eyes. A recent, at the time, discovery for me that gets nowhere near enough attention. So, I suppose to combat that, what I'm going to do is just keep playing them until they do. Because these boys just aren't made for these times. That Like, the world it just isn't ready for Odd Eyes. I think I figured it out. I don't know what it is about their music that appeals to me on such like a bass instinctual level, but my god, I get goosebumps if their tunes hit me at the right moment. The instrumentation is like otherworldly, and while it's definitely easy to like pinpoint their influences, the way that they're able to surpass the boundaries of genre and what's been done before and create music that is well and truly theirs is really, really impressive. I reckon they're small enough at the moment to maybe be able to like snag an interview off of them soon, so like. On the off chance that they are able to speak English, definitely get ready for me like freaking out over having a conversation with these dudes. Um, here is a one and a two by Japan's finest, Odd Eyes. <laughs>
How Odd Eyes aren't currently in the middle of their world takeover is like well and truly beyond me. That tune terrifies me as a musician. I really genuinely hope that they're able to get into a position where they can start making a living off of their music because they definitely deserve it. Um, anyways, this next track might qualify as about as emo as it gets for this show because the emo side of my music taste is between me, God, and Spotify, so this is the most you're getting out of me. Here is Jeff Rosenstock with Stateline. Something I always liked about Jeff Rosenstock's music is how he's able to portray like offensive amounts of enthusiasm about life while simultaneously being absolutely miserable. Um, if you if you haven't listened to a full Jeff Rosenstock album, you are seriously missing out, dude. Like all you need to do is like get wine drunk, and it's full mental collapse. Like Jeff Rosenstock is essentially the the straight white man's answer to Mitski, but nobody's ready for that conversation yet. So I'll, I'll say no more. 
Anyways, moving on from that, I'm going to pilot something that I've been wanting to do with the show for a while. Uh, thanks to my American pal, Carson, I've been exposed to the stuff coming out of Russia at the moment, and I'm honestly fuming that I never discovered it myself, so on the off chance that he's listening to this, he's he's more responsible for this than I am. Um, so basically, right, imagine if Midwest emo never happened, and as opposed to being in the Midwest of America, it's really just coming from Russia, and the scene is still well and truly active. And that's essentially what I'm talking about here. Um, angry Russian men and women that are all ridiculously good musicians making ridiculously good music. It's incredible and it's something I'm definitely going to be covering more of in this show because it definitely it definitely, sorry, deserves a lot more attention than it gets. Here is Woodstock by Varesk, a band I've been particularly obsessed with recently. I'm saying this now, I guarantee as soon as people start paying attention to what's coming out of Russia, people will then stop paying attention to the fall ripoffs coming out of Britain and Ireland at the moment. Like, essentially what I'm saying is that you're on the ground floor here, like, the, the Russian math rock is going to be the new trend, and um, for, for Twin Peaks fans, I suppose, that Russian band you like is coming back into style. <laughs> Anyways, going from angry Russian madness to... Uh, I suppose more angry Japanese madness, but not as obscure as Adai's, thankfully. Um, if you're familiar with Anthony Fantano, you probably know this next band, but honestly, I'm going to take the hit here and say I'm actually thankful for Anthony Fantano exposing me to something. It was probably the only reason I actually started listening to this stuff coming out of Japan, to be honest. So here is Otoboki Beaver with Love is Short, a song that should be considered its own genre as far as I'm concerned. Enjoy. <laughs> Let's go! 
も突きつけろ This far into the show, and I've only realized now that everything I've played has been absolute chaos. So, for our last three tunes, I'm gonna dial it way the fuck back and play some stuff that's not angry or at least like not melodramatic. And um, I know that's my motif, but I suppose needs must. The next artist is only starting to get popular in the past year, but she still deserves so much better. I'm not exactly sure what genre her music fits into, it's kind of like R&B, except it's what you think R&B is, as opposed to what qualifies as R&B in most music award shows. Sample the Great. She's honestly like one of the, like five musicians I'm actually enthusiastic about right now, if you exclude what's coming out of the Balkans. And from what I understand about her origins, and I don't have my research notes in front of me right now because I'm just that great of a journalist, so I'm open to correction here, but... From what I understand, she went on some like ten-year musical spirit quest around around Southern Africa to kind of take in all the different sounds and influences from each country before she even began making music. So imagine like Fela Kuti, except I can't imagine her making like a socialistic compound in the middle of the Nigerian desert. Not that I'm ruling out the possibility, but some premonition is telling me that it probably won't happen. Uh, here is freedom from the modern age's finest, Sampa the Great. Shot into the heavens cause I don't know where to go though 
Somebody tell the dealer I'm coming, ah ah, I'm coming. My oh my ah nah ah, my sonny. My oh my ah nah ah, I'm running in the end, so yeah I go. We used to think the industry was five stars, five stars, and now we itching just to find stars, to find stars. But they were scheming when they find us, to find us, and now we talking, now we open, so don't remind us from the beginning. We never win it. They want our innards, we just buy. You want my art? What's up? What's up? I'm under charge. Tryna giving every melody a pass What's hot, what's not, what's our Sally selling six figures where we meant to Nah, I'm tryna make a living Music is a source of all my end and my beginning singing I think going forward I might start playing less and less stuff that sounds like the brink of a nervous breakdown because honestly I think I'm coming out of my angry teenage years and starting to become a bit more spiritually level so uh, wait that may that may turn down my socialist street cred but you know what I'm, I'm old and weird now so like I suppose start looking forward to that. <laughs> Next up is a product of one of the weirdest circumstances for two artists collaborating that I have ever seen. The film Judgment Night. Entirely understandable if you haven't heard of it, but like Emilio Estevez and that guy that plays Zed in Pulp Fiction's in it, and it's not very good. But for some reason, the film's producers decided to make the soundtrack consist entirely of collaborations between rappers and indie bands from the 90s. It's really strange. It has songs from Sonic Youth with Cypress Hill, Dinosaur Jr. with Del the Funky Homo Sapien, and Mud Honey with Sir Mixelot, and the people responsible for the next track. De La Soul and Glasgow's finest teenage fan club. It's genuinely quite good regardless of the strange circumstances it came from. Here is Fallen by De La Soul featuring Teenage Fan Club. Enjoy. 
few notoriously weird collabs in this world. You know, you got Lou Reed and Metallica, Flaming Lips and Miley Cyrus. All those ones, but that film soundtrack is accountable for the most strange collabs I have ever heard. But to be honest, I want an entire De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club album. Like, the vibes somehow are immaculate. Also, if you are a fan of both groups, I seriously suggest you watch the music video for Fallen. Because seeing De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club in the same video is deeply disconcerting. With that, however, I am afraid we are at the end of the show, but I do have some news. Uh, for those I haven't annoyed with my thoughts and music taste yet, you may know that I am deeply fascinated with the music that came out of New Zealand during the 70s and 80s. It's, it's a whole thing. But anyway, hopefully the next few weeks, I am ch hoping to put together an interview with a man I have very deep admiration for named David Kilgore. He was the singer from one of my favourite bands of all time, The Clean, and at the moment we are just trying to get a date and a time set up, so look out for that if you fancy listening to me embarrass myself in front of one of my idols. Anyways, that's us for this week. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening, and to play me out here is Anything Could Happen by The Clean, and until next time, take care.